1: Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and Ten podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news, first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsey Pillares, and a special guest, NFL legend, Michael Vick. Mike, thanks for joining the podcast and talking about the NFC Championship game with us.
0: Oh yeah, no problem. I'm pretty sure y'all excited about uh, what's coming up this week, especially if y'all advance to the to the last and final round. I know y'all be feeling real good about that. It'll help the podcast blow up, i tell you that.
1: It all comes down to this Sunday at Levi's Stadium, but before we start previewing this game, Lindsay, there are some exciting announcements to make surrounding the NFL Honors, which is slowly approaching. Would you like to share the latest regarding end of year awards?
2: Yes, congratulations are in order for three members of the organization. We are in the full swing of awards season, so I'm happy to announce that running back Christian McCaffrey and quarterback Brock Purdy have been named two of the five finalists for the Associated Press MVP Awards, and then also Christian McCaffrey is also in the running for Offensive Player of the Year, and Head Coach Kyle Shanahan is one of the finalists for AP Coach of the Year so very happy to be well represented. There are eight AP awards that will be announced during the NFL honors. Um, so great to have a lot of 49ers representation in that group.
1: Yeah, Mike, after hearing yep. about those finalists, do you think any 49ers could walk away with some hardware?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know about the MVP. Um, I think that's pretty much locked up with Lamar Jackson, but it, it's still some other accolades out there for some guys to rake in. Uh, so we'll see how it go. But I'm excited for this 49ers team. Tough matchup against the Detroit Lions, I'll tell you that.
1: Absolutely. Well, I want to dive more into your analysis on Brock Purdy. From Mr. Irrelevant to leading his team to the NFC Championship games in his first two seasons, back-to-back NFC Championship games, what have you learned about his game and how does he elevate this offense?
0: Yeah, well, I think the quarterback position is always – a learning process. You know, it's only year two for Brock Purdy, so he's still learning on the job, so to speak. I can relate back to when I was 22 years old and I was a starter in, in the National Football League, and it seemed like every game I was learning. It wasn't until about uh, my fourth or fifth season where I felt like, okay, I can come in and I can relax, I can change some things, audible some things, I was comfortable within the offense, so it, it made a big difference.
1: Yeah, and when we talk about playmakers on the San Francisco offense, All eyes go to wide receiver Debo Samuel, and his status has been questionable going into Sunday, which has been the topic of many conversations because he's such a huge asset to this team. But Lindsay, I want to hear about the praise Jawan Jennings has been getting from his teammates, his coaches, his Angry Runs Award. How does he step (laughs) up in these big time moments? Yeah, Jawan Jennings is a wide receiver that I feel like doesn't
2: get enough praise from outside the building, right? Inside the building, We hear his teammates from both sides of the ball. So whether it's linebacker Fred Warner, head coach Kyle Shanahan, Brandon Ayuk, everyone's talking about everybody look at Juwan Jennings, not only as a pass catcher, but as a blocker. Uh, I'm sure this is a clip that, you know, it went viral on social media, but you see Juwan Jennings driving a guy straight into a Gatorade table. Um, That is a perfect representation of the type of physical player that Juwan Jennings is. We heard head coach Kyle Shanahan talk about it yesterday. He's a guy that plays to the whistle. So you're going to get 150% effort from Jawan Jennings until he hears that whistle. Sometimes that's a little bit jarring for refs because you see him go all the way into a Gatorade table, but that's the effort that you want when your wide receiver is either looking to catch a pass or blocking for the offense. So I think Juwan Jennings is kind of just a really great representation of that 49ers selfless culture that like, I'm going to lay it all out on the line so we can make this play happen either, you know, how, by any means necessary.
1: Selfless. That's been the definition of this 49ers team in 2023. And Mike, it's well-documented that growing up, you were a big time 49ers and Steve Young fan. So I'm curious as you've watched this 49ers team evolve over time, what characteristics have stayed consistent from when you were a fan, and how has this team grown under the modern Kyle Shanahan era?
0: Well, I think starting with Kyle Shanahan, I think he's done a great job of uh, winning with every single quarterback that steps behind the center or a quarterback that he deems uh, relevant uh, to run the football team. He's found success in every single way, whether it's running game on the defensive side of the ball, you know, lost the defensive coordinator, a great one in D'Amico Ryan. Um so you know, every year is it's, it's it's a revolving door, <clears throat> not just for the Forty ers but for a lot of teams. So I think he's been consistent um, with the quarterback play, consistent as to you know how we were. I say we because I was a Forty ers fan when I was uh when I was young. We had Joe Montana and then Steve Young's replaced. then Steve Young replacing Joe. Uh it was always consistent quarterback play, always good defense. We always had a star wide receiver. Um, you know, even when Jerry Rice left, you know, t- to where Owens was there. Now we got Debo, IU, and we got a lot of guys who, they got a lot of guys now who are stepping up and, and filling the void. So, you know, I think the, the characteristics um, from years and years ago, I think it's still there from the offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, and especially at the quarterback position.
2: Mike, what is your earliest memory of your 49ers fandom?
0: Um, My most fondest memory, um, most vivid, I would say, is uh, Jerry Rice, uh, John Taylor catching the touchdown pass in the back of the end zone against the Cincinnati Bengals. It might have been like, you know, 88, 89 or something. I'm pretty sure a lot of people watching won't know, but if you go Google that play, uh, you'll see John Taylor, who's a great receiver, by the way, make an awesome play. Uh, I think that was the first uh, Super Bowl for Joe Montana. Maybe, maybe not, but it was the first one that, I watched and I felt like, you know, my team made it, and, and we know what that's like. So yeah, I was able to go outside and brag to everybody, you know, all my guys—Buffalo Bills fans, and Giants fans, <laughs> and Cowboys fans—and we was on top.
1: Definitely, I want to piggyback off that question, but fast forward it to now. What's been your favorite moment watching this Niners team as they've taken this playoff run?
0: Um, I think it's just been Christian McCaffrey and just his. You know, the will, you know, the will to, you know, get first downs, churn out yards, find the end zone, lift the team up, um, put the team on his back when needed. Seems like when this team need to play, they go to Christian and uh, it's been fun to watch. Uh, he's only going to get better. This was the perfect fit for this 49ers team. I don't know what this team would be without Christian McCaffrey. I say that.
1: Absolutely. Well, Lindsay, looking ahead to Sunday, we've seen from the Lions that they pride themselves on their grit and their toughness. We've heard from Dan Campbell that Detroit is going to give it their absolute all. So what have you seen from San Francisco's defense on how they're preparing? And what have you heard from the leader of this group, Fred Warner, about how they're game planning for Detroit?
2: Yeah, you know when you look at these twenty twenty three Detroit Lions and this twenty twenty three San Francisco Forty Nine ers team, I will say there are similarities in culture and physicality. Right, that same sort of brotherhood that you see in this Forty Nine ers locker room, I it's same vibes with the Detroit Lions and. When I speak specifically about physicality, same. You see it on the field. And Fred Warner talked about it specifically that they've got a lot of playmakers on that Detroit Lions offense, whether you've got that one-two punch on the running back side headed up by Jameer Gibbs, and then you've got Amon Ross, St. Brown. Um, There's a lot of playmakers they like to get different playmakers the ball in their hands so that you have to game plan for everybody. And that really does put the pressure on the 49ers offense to be physical to cover every level of that field because you don't know who is going to make a play on that high power Detroit Lions offense. So they are gonna have to be on their P's and Q's. And I actually asked uh, Fred specifically about their first quarter offense. It's been one of the highest scoring in the league during the regular season. I asked, is that a point of emphasis? And he said no, because we're always looking for that early stop that helps set the tone and also gets the ball in the 49ers offense hands so that they can go and put points up on the board.
1: Yeah, well, Mike. It's clear that the Lions play physical, and the Niners are going to have to earn this win on Sunday. But what would you say, if anything, gives San Francisco the edge over Detroit in this contest?
0: I would say uh, home field advantage. Being at home, having a crowd on your side, um, having that momentum uh, when needed. Um, You know, crowd noise is everything. And, And so while I feel like these are two evenly matched teams, I feel like there has to be something that um, set one team apart from the, from the next. And, you know, I, I know Detroit Lions they have a great running game. They have a great quarterback and good pass catches. They get a good offensive line and defense is solid. And so we you look at two evenly matched teams, the only difference maker I can see is that 12th man, so to speak,
1: Awesome. So, Faithful, you heard it from Mike. We need you early in your seats at Levi's Stadium, and we need you loud throughout the entire contest because that's what's giving the Niners the edge over the Lions in this contest. But before we wrap up this episode, we're going to answer a few questions actually directly from the Faithful. So if you've signed up for our text messages with the 49ers, you had a chance to submit any question you'd like, and we've got a few to answer today. So Daisy from Manteca asks, What's going to be the key of the game for the 49ers in the NFC Championship? Um, Lindsay, do you want to start us off? Oh, man. I think, you know what, I've said this a few times this week, but I do think Christian McCaffrey is the
2: key, right? One of my favorite stats from the whole week is that the 49ers are, I believe, 10-1 when Christian McCaffrey picks up 75 yards on the ground, right? He is the heart of that offense. I I see the game plan, including a lot of Christian McCaffrey runs. Um, He is their go-to guy. Um, So I think we keep building off of that, um, and hopefully Faithful show up. They make it loud. They're that 12th man, and the 49ers are able to wrap it up in this NFC
1: Championship game. Yeah, Mike, do you have a key to the game for the 49ers in this one?
0: Yeah, I mentioned crowd noise, and I know crowd noise can sometimes uh, create a state of mind where guys can – you know, start to lose focus. And if they can maybe get Jerick off to throw it, pick here and there and maybe cause a, a fumble or create two turnovers, I think that can be the difference making in the game. So if they can uh, get rowdy um, and get these guys out of their element, I think two turnovers are do
1: all right, so some pressure in the pocket, but next is Edward from Mountain View. They are asking, should the faithful be expecting a high or low scoring game on Sunday? Lindsay?
2: You know, I'm going to say, I don't know that it'll
1: be a total shootout. Like,
2: I don't think we're going to get, you know, 30 points on each side because I think, like we mentioned earlier in this podcast, it's a pretty evenly team, evenly matched uh, matchup, but I do think we're gonna see points from both sides, right? So I mean maybe like a in the twenties on both sides. I think, you know, there's too much talent on both of these offenses for it to be a completely low scoring affair. So I'm gonna say it in the twenties.
1: Faithful, that will do it for this episode. If you'd like to send us any question you have, we are happy to answer them. So text First and ten to four o eight seven one five four nine four nine. Again, that's the number one ST ampersand 408 715 4949 to submit your questions. But we'll have all the details written out for you on 49ers.com. Thank you so much, Lindsay and Mike, for joining me in this update. Don't forget to follow first and ten on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news episode. And that'll do it. Thank you for tuning in, Faithful. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting hands-on environment and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Thermador at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com/build.
0: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble.